It's a clear night, clear night here in Philadelphia. Welcome to the What Makes This Song Stink podcast. This is, uh, there's only six left. There's six left of this fucker. Um, and I'm going to get into the reasons why I'm going to stop doing the podcast. But the long form videos will remain because that's the true essence of what makes the song stink. And that's pretty much the, the, the short of it. Um, today's episode features my buddy, Seth Kaufman, who is one of my favorite songwriters and not just because he's my friend. He's awesome. He's a guru kind of guy. I don't know how he does what he does. And, uh, he's bald as shit too. So we get to talk about, you know, what it's like being a bald rocker. Um, so it's great conversation. Talk about Tom Petty too. Lots of good stuff. So we'll get to that real quick. But first, I just need to let you know that, uh, I'm outside for a reason. Um, it's, uh, the microphone that, uh, in the whole setup with the mixer, something happened. Uh, our old friend technical difficulties showed up. So, um, you're going to hear this episode and it sounds like shit. And I needed to just go outside because I bought all this shit and somehow it doesn't work. So, you know, enjoy this lo-fi episode. And we're also going to talk about She's So High by Tall, son of Randy Bachman's, uh, 1999 classic, She's So High featuring, uh, the the big tall Bachman falsetto so we'll get into that but most importantly we're just going to talk to Seth about you know cool shit and you're going to hear me tell him how much I love his band so just to give you a little context um I'll play one of his songs before we talk to him so this is don't stop loving me now it's like the first floating action song I think you should hear and then he's got a million more so if you dig it look him up it's all there for you and uh we'll hear a little bit of it and then we'll talk to him There he is, Seth. You're my friend. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, man. <laughs> um, so let me let me tell people who the hell you are before we get into uh, the song that we're going to talk about. Your name is Seth Kaufman. Your band is Floating Action, one of my favorite bands. Um, uh, you're a bit of a gun. You're you're a, you're you're a bit of a gun. You turned into a gun. I mean, like you know, hired gun. You're you're uh, you're in everybody's band. And you've also produced a bunch of shit. And, you know, um, it's always a little uncomfortable when it when someone tells you how much they like what you do to your face. But I will say that I really like what you do. And um, your your band Floating Action has uh, always been my number one band to tell people, you know, hey, who are you listening to? It's like kind of my default. Like, well, who's your favorite band? Beatles. And then someone's like, who should I listen to? And I go Floating Action. Like, just immediately. There's not any... Right. It, it there's it's like echo listen to echo by tom petty if you haven't heard that <laughs> um continue to listen to the beatles and if you want a new band that you've never heard of that's been a new band that's been out for like 20 years check out floating action um because uh you're just you're the best man so um that's our good music talk uh that i hope we get back to sooner than later but let's just talk about how this came to be so i wanted you to be on the podcast because with this last couple of episodes i'm doing i just wanted to kind of bring in as many friends and as many people that i uh that i love uh what they do oh um, what do you mean last 
Oh, I'm I'm wrapping the podcast. There's there's <gasps> yeah, there's only a couple left. There's I'm still gonna do the videos about what songs stink. Mm-hmm. But the podcast, um, you know, I've been talking about it a lot, but it's it's just kind of like I realized that, man, I, I don't want to have to listen to these songs every week and just talk. <laughs> I like to focus on one thing that really like one song that that really that I need to say something about. And yeah. then maybe when I bring the podcast back, it'll just be more of like, a, you know, let's talk about the traveling wheelberries uh, for an hour. Like maybe that's going to be what I end up doing. Or um, what about this? Uh, like the most mediocre song, like what makes this song? not good or bad like how like inoffensive can you make it possibly yeah like you know the stink (laughs) is just going to be the video this could be just like i feel like the song we're talking about today is like it's 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 kind of what i call bad catchy and the song that uh did you pick this one out of you tell me you said you never even heard this song right you just picked it out of the stink tank okay so you saw the you saw the name tall bachman she's so high and you're like all right let me listen to that is that what happened yeah and it also, you know, Neil Hamburger. Yes. There's like a uh, crank phone call where he's trying to get in some guy's band. Uh huh. You know, like from a newspaper ad, and he's yeah. like, he's like, I, I I write my own songs, lyrics too, and he's like reading him lyrics over the phone, and he's like, she's so high, like <laughs> just the most generic. That's a good bit. So this song is is uh it's like it's what i call bad catchy it's like it is catchy you can't say that it isn't but right. it's like it's just the quickest way uh when scott mcmicken was on and and we're mutual friends with him um we did uh edwin or no we did uh <laughs> the uh everything is gonna be all right have you ever heard yeah. that song uh yeah Right. And but this, as soon as you sang it like that, it made me think it was the one we're about to talk about. Like it well, kind of they all like Yeah, it's the same move where it's <laughs> like it's I don't know if it's like this is actually pre-cold play, I think, but I mean like it's kind of the move where it's like if you just start low and then go up to a high note, like uh-huh. real quick, a jump into a falsetto, that's like the quickest, cheapest cheat code to getting some catchy yeah. chorus. I don't know why it works. You may have even done it at some point. I might have done it at some point. But whenever I hear it, I feel like, come on. You know, yeah. it's just like, because it goes, she's so high. It's got the she's so, and then jumps up to the high the same way that Rockabye does. Yeah. So let's listen to it for a second, and then we can uh, okay. we can talk about it. She's got flesh and bone, It's already real tough. She's touch, smell, sight, taste, and sound. Drum kick in here, you think? No, the tension build. Right. Yeah. See, that's. Here they come. Here comes the. Here come the boys. Yep. All right, can you stop it there, Adam? There's there's a lot happening there. So, <laughs> Cleopatra. Did he say Joan of Arca? 
to rhyme yeah, with said, Cleopatra. Yeah, he said Joan of Arca. Um, she's so high. She's so lovely. Um, and uh, then the the Joan of Arc Cleopatra. There's a lot of problems happening in this chorus. Um, it's kind of like it reminds me of um, you know, the Joan of Arca, and you said grunge buildup. Yeah, um, which is like a taste. Right. But I'm thinking like that. I've never heard it referred to as the grunge buildup. I'd never thought about that either. But I think you just nailed something like, I mean, I feel like we're the we're the we're the did the Beatles do that once? Like, did the kinks do that? one? like I feel like that bill, like just just straight, like everything floor Tom. And I know that it did happen, but I just feel like post nirvana like that's that that's the move that you do before you get to a chorus adam can yeah. you put it can you put it on again that from the pre-chorus I know we're and nothing's gonna happen yeah. she's so high, yeah. all right stop it there and that's what's so tough about it. Like if the Pixies did that, I wouldn't give a shit. You know what I mean? But it's like I hear that. I hear Tal Bachman doing it, and it's just kind of like, you know, it's just what you do, right? Yeah, and they they made it twice as long as I thought it was, but uh, it's almost like they were like, "Hey, the, I hear the kids are listening to this. If we put this in there, it'll like hook fifty percent more fans." Well, you got to think how much Tal Bachman, um, son of Randy Bachman from. Uh, uh, BTO and we'll be talking about that but um, you gotta you gotta imagine how much you gotta remember how much he probably what Jeremy meant to him I mean how many times Tal Bachman listened to Jeremy by Pearl Jam mm. and and just like you know what how like how much that that imprinted on him and informed him and I'm not saying anything about Jeremy I think Jeremy's a fine song but it's just like that that was his moment you know what I mean? He heard Jeremy and he never looked back. <laughs> you know? You think he played it for the for the guys in the studio, like to reference it, like in the control room? He's like, hey. Right. He, check like, this hey, out. Yeah, hey, yeah, guys. Hey, check this out. Uh it's Jeremy by Pearl Jam. <laughs> but um, so this is Tall Bachman. Don't know much about him, but know that he's the son. He's rock royalty. But he's like not like a like king royalty, he'd be more like Duke. You know, because Randy Bachman, you know, Bachman Turner Overdrive. But I do remember when this song came out, they talked a lot about the fact that he was like son of Randy Bachman, which like, you know, go did Randy. They? they did. They did. Uh -huh. It was huge. I mean, you just heard this song. I've been hearing it for 30 years. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's it was like it was all the rage talking about, you know, you know, you know, he's the son. Tall Bachman. I mean, he's the son of, uh, you know, Bachman Turner Overdrive. He's got some chops. Right. And pedigree. <laughs> um, he's the son of taking care of business. I yeah. mean, let's let's be honest here. Let's listen to taking care of business. That's taking care of business. Almost a little grunge build up going on there. Kinda. What's your what's your relationship with taking care of business? Because we all have one. Oh man, I have no thought on it. It's 
I'm trying to think like when, you know, Did, you're in high school and you get your driver's license and you're driving around listening to classic rock radio. Right. That's all there was for me at that point. And yeah, that and when that song came on, I feel like I would turn the station. Right. So you're not you're not a T, you're not a TCB guy. It kind of bums me out a little bit, but I take most of them. Like, like yeah. there's there's something about it. Like I will listen. I I guess if I'm ranking the B the B uh, the BTO songs, it's that and ain't seen nothing yet. Um, let's let's put on ain't seen nothing yet. Oh yeah, just yeah, just for a little bit. Right. So let's just think about it this way: the, the taking care of business guy. And then ain't seen nothing yet, guy. You know, met a lady. They lit the candle. You know, they they had themselves a nice a nice night. Nine months later, baby comes out. Name mm-hmm. him Tall. And uh, and then you know, twenty eight years later, will you put on uh, the song again? I don't which one I don't know which one's the toughest one like the like Joan of Uncle Aphrodite <laughs> right like yeah I don't know which one's worse like Cleopatra Joan of Uncle Aphrodite the producer definitely told him to like go for that inflection more right because that's not his voice. He's doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, I don't want to talk about Creed jokes because like, you know, they haven't been funny in 30 years, but it's just like any like, well, I just heard. I mean, you could just do that. You know, it's yeah. like that's not his actual voice. Um, But let's so let's wh- take. Go ahead. Where are we right now? Like, I feel we're in a lull. There's like the trend right now is kind of people singing relatively normally. Right. So what's going to be the next inflection like that? We'll tell you what and check out this pro move, Seth. Let's think <laughs> about that and talk about it after this commercial break. Oh. That was pretty smooth, wasn't it, Seth? <laughs> get my get my chops down, man. Um, so Dude, did you read his Wikipedia? Uh, Tall Bachman's? Yeah. No. I looked at it right before this. There's a hilarious like thing about him at a restaurant in key lime pie okay go on it's like uh like he lives in british columbia and there was a restaurant that had famous key lime pie that he loved and then they stopped serving it and so he started a petition from the town to like pressure that restaurant to bring it back on the menu i like this guy and they did i like now i like him yeah you know but i was I was reading it to my wife, Rachel. She was like, why do they feel the need to put this in his Wikipedia? <laughs> I mean, it's she's so high and then a key lime pie story, which yeah. do you think that he even like put it together and did key lime pie? Oh. I mean, it's there, you yeah. know, like if he really wanted the pie, it's low hanging key limes right there. It, it is. But if he really wanted the pie, you know, you just go in, he still has the masters. You do your own key lime pie. You send it to him and, uh, you know, that, that probably could have worked out, but, um, I like him now more because I know 
he's a key lime pie guy, which, yep. you know, key lime pie. I mean, it's, are you a key lime pie guy? I would never order it, but if someone hands me a slice, it's a, uh, it's okay. What about you? I'm looking up key lime, <laughs> key lime. Like I've just like given that my entire life is just like, oh yeah, key lime pie. Like what is, what key is? Lime? what is key lime? I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world. Key lime is an acid lime and citrus hybrid native of South Southeast Asia, though. Can we start um, a band called Acid Lime? Yes. And we could actually record on the program Acid Lime. <laughs> uh, what's the difference between lime and a key lime? See, we're learning stuff here. A key lime is smaller and more yellow than a regular lime. It's a key mm. lime. But I mean, like when you're in the supermarket, are there key limes? That, if I've been walking by key limes my entire life, probably so. Like so many of us, right? It's Some, like, sometimes you are the key lime that gets walked by. It's amazing what I don't know, but what I do. You know what I mean? Like I know that S Steve Lukather from Toto. You know about Luke? No, tell me. Well, he's the guitarist in Toto, and he also, he was in All-Star Band. He's been in the All-Star Band for like 30 years. Ringo loves him. Um, but like, you know, Toto is, you know, Africa, hold the line. He's like total shredder guy, mm -hmm. um, little cheesy, um, little chip on his shoulder. You know, he doesn't like that Toto wasn't taken seriously in the 80s. Like Toto was kind of like the uh, session guys in the 80s. They they played on um, Thriller. and uh, Were they bald? Um, there was no, there was actually, you know, I don't think there was one guy who wore a top hat, but I think that he was a hair guy. Um, okay. just, just to let everybody know, Seth is a fellow bald man. That's right. And, and we've talked a lot, uh, about being bald rockers and, uh, you know, the, the, the burden that it is of trying to find the, the right hat, you know, it's, <laughs> it's tough. Remember when you texted me once, you're like thinking about the engineer hat. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah. And then you you sent me a picture of it, and I sent me a pic, and I'm like, been there. <laughs> <laughs> I recently, re I think I lost mine for a few years, and I recently found it. I've been wearing it lately. Have you? Good. Yeah. I mean, you're you you've you've done the Knopfler look too, right? We're talking bald here. You've done the Knopfler. You've done like just straight uh, headband, right? Yeah, I think. See, I mean, this is getting. I don't know how deep you want to go on this, but real deep. Like when I was like 30, it took me a while to realize that people actually treat you worse when you're bald. Like you're, <laughs> way to put it, I mean, yeah. I, I'm dead serious. Like, I, I know. And I thought you think, no, like that's silly. Like I'm still just can walk around bald. And it's like, especially in the music industry, that's not right. like you just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I usually, I do a bald joke pretty much for every single video that I do or whatever. But the, but the, but what's serious about it is that like, you know, girls and we're, we're talking bald here. Girls don't really give a shit. It's the guys. Are you in, sure? Well, yeah, no, they do. But I mean, like, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying though. I feel like, you know, you walk around the new, try Try walking around the Newport Folk Festival backstage ball. Try doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you'll get kicked out in a second. Oh man. It's like, you know, Kenny Aronoff's not there to help you out. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's just like a bunch of dudes in the Dylan hat, you know, front man Dylan hat. 
and it's just like but they've got their hair under the the front mandillon hat and then you know we've got the edge you know so it's just kind of like we're we're trying to find our way because for me the line that i always say is like part of it's just like it's association too it's like you hair guys out there you could you could style that however you want you could be your own individual you could do whatever you know you could do a side part middle part you grow long you could do all that stuff for us if 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 we if we take it short we look like the guy from disturbed you know what i mean yeah. it's like like we look like pawn stars you know it's like i by association just look like the guy from from the show pawn stars like all of them so it's just <laughs> like we wear a hat and i've been a hat prisoner for a long time um you less you less so you'll you'll let it shine a little bit more than me but i don't know um, so, okay well yeah you're a hat prisoner too i feel like it's it's how we could at least look a little bit different it's almost like an accessory do you know what i mean i don't even see it that way i feel like people get are like disgusted by it <laughs> in society like at the grocery store like it and it's just like a common courtesy to to not let people see that <laughs> to, to I'm serious. That <laughs> well i mean like there is no better there's no better uh you know our our sensei our bald sensei is is larry david um mm. of course i feel like nobody's done it better than he has where like you know he just refers to himself he has people calling him a bald asshole in in every episode which is awesome um but you know there definitely is there's there there's a stigma and it's real and there's a reason why the edge you know has kept that thing on because he's got bono next to him you know he's got bono next to him and like you know if you if you bring in you know, uh, the accountant horseshoe, if you look like an accountant, it's, it's not going to work. I mean, the Beatles, can you imagine if, if George was bald, you know what I mean? <laughs> like imagine bald George, Yeah. you know, can we like, start that band too? Bald, bald George? George. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it goes back to the dawn of civilization. Like it's cavemen. It's a sign of weakness, right? If there's baldness. It's like, Oh, you're, you've fallen short as a strong and competent human being. But you know what? That's, that's bullshit, Seth. It's bullshit. Even but though it's deep within everybody's. It soul. is. I know it is, but I mean, I feel like, you know, uh, I think the hardest part for me, and I feel that the hardest part for me is the association. Like I said, to like, you know, um, like it looks like, you know, to look, I, I feel like without the hat on, I look like I'm more in Godsmack than yeah. I am. You know what I mean? In my, in my band. And then I'm kind of like, man, I wish I was like, if I was in this scumbag rock, man, I've got the look for it. You know what I mean? I could just get a tribal tattoo, <laughs> pick the fucking thing, yeah. get it, get a, get a PRS and I'm good to go. You know <laughs> what I mean? But, yeah. but the problem is, is that like, you know, um, I was just listening to, chris christopherson before i got on here you know what i mean <laughs> who he's pretty lush with hair right he is or he definitely once was you know who else you know who else is tall bachman see how i brought it back Seth? nice i was wondering how we we're yeah. gonna get back she's high society This band was pumped. They were pumped in the studio. Yeah, they're ripping. Why should I even bother? 
What should I do? Long build again. Is there a guitar solo in this song? Yeah, this part. I didn't make it this far. Here's the thing. That could be take one or that could be take 75 of that solo. Yeah, that was you good. Um, believe it or not, there's a breakdown after that solo right there. So, you know... Um, I mean, you can tell that, like, it's got some moves in this song that are, like, interesting. Yeah. It's, I think it's better than Matchbox 20. I'm going to say that. Like, um, it's inspired. It is inspired. There is an energy to this song. It's just, like, like I said, it's just bad. It's bad, catchy. Lyrics are tough, you know? Yeah. Actually, I wrote, I typed out the lyrics. Could I read them to you? Please do. And then could I just say, I know that there's a fancy free involved at some point. Uh -huh. I know there is fancy free. That's a little tough. Go ahead. Read the lyrics. Wait, maybe we could read, hit that in unison. Yeah. Okay. Verse one, she's blood, flesh, and bone. No tux or silicone. She's touch, smell, sight, <laughs> taste, and sound. But somehow I can't believe that anything should happen. I know where I belong and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. What do you, uh, wait, so nothing, <laughs> wait, but nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I was, and that it's kind of seeming real kind of creepy to me now. Yeah. Like he's elevating this woman and he's saying he's like not hot enough. Right. So now he's saying that nothing's going to happen. He's not going to be able to right. happen. Because she's okay, so she's too high, but she's so lovely, but she's above me, right? So he's he's trying to get this girl. I never thought about it. He's trying to get the. He's not get. Tall's not getting the girl here, right? But maybe, but maybe he is. Because what's the second verse? He says, "You're ready for your part, first yeah. class and fancy, fancy free. free. She's high society. She's right. got the best of everything." Okay. What could a guy like me even really offer? She's perfect as she can be. Why should I even bother? Wow. So, so he's kind of actually not saying anything. <laughs> he's he's not, but at the same time, he's saying that you know he's not getting this girl. She's too she's too high up for him. And he's yeah, the, I guess he's that the, is he's the son of taking care of business. You know, <laughs> I mean, who is this? Yeah, who is this lady? Is this Liv Tyler? You think 96? It could be live? Could be. Did you see there's a, a video for it? Oh, I've seen the video, yeah. I mean, it looks like a Is that the video, girl? Right? Um, no, that would that would have just been an actress, but I feel like who's <laughs> writing this about has gotta be well, live. what's amazing too is like these videos, especially in the 90s, where it's just like you got the band, the guy singing the song, and then there's just like a girl walking down the street. Yeah, like that's all you like, need. That's it. It's, she's just walking down the street. She's looking at flowers. You know what I mean? Back yeah. to the band. They're in some warehouse, probably, or or like a fire escape. You know what are these fire escape? Like I feel like the train track started it all. Like the first the first dude that was just like, let's go. Hey, I got an idea for the band picture for your cover. It's 
go down to the train tracks. They were just like, <laughs> that'd be a good podcast. Like, what was the first train track band photo ever? Right. I mean, <laughs> I know what the next one's going to be. Mine. <laughs> I've never been on the tracks, man. I want to go to, I'm, I, I think, I think it's just like, it's like a rite of passage in a way. Or like, you know, when we get our band together, what is it? Acid uh Lime. Yeah, acid lime. We could we could take it down to the tracks. Now, here's what I wanted to say about Tal Bachman, though. He's done what other people can't do. Like Trev Lukather, like I was saying before. He's the son of Steve Lukather, you know, rock royalty to a certain extent. He's got a band, it's not really happening. But I do want everybody to check out his song called Only Girl. So Trev goes straight one five six four on that, and uh, he's not he doesn't he's not losing any sleep over it either. But only girl Trev Lukather, you got to check it out. He's out on the balcony with his friends. Um, but then there's like a B plot in the video where it's like you know there's a couple and things aren't working out. But the guy that's playing it's a little too old to be the love interest. It's it's a terrific video. Please check huh. it out. Yeah. Only only girl Trev Lukather being like rock star kid, right? There's only a couple of them that really pulled it off. I mean, Jake's probably done the best, right? Jake. Uh, Dylan. Yeah. You know? Isn't there like a bad Paul McCartney's son? James. But you, yeah. know, what he, but you know what he is? What? He's bald. Oh, well. I, so, so we got to take so, it back. So we got to root for him. I think he's all right. <laughs> but imagine it's like, you know, Back to ball talk real quick. So I have, you know, in my family, it's hair for days, hair everywhere. Really? So I grew up like, man, I got this, you know, and uh, I had one bald uncle. He got me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he got me. So I'm thinking like, you know, James McCartney's growing up, right? Son of fucking Paul McCartney. You know, he's got to feel like he's got it, you know, like, yeah. he's 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 gonna be fine you know but he's british and i have you've been to the uk have you have you told i the never UK? have oh really mm -mm. okay because you've toured a lot and i'll segue that too um she's so high it stinks we don't need to talk about it anymore seth you <laughs> being a touring uh musician that you are you don't just write your own songs um you also back a bunch of people too um, the last time I saw you, you were in Jim James's band, right? Well, that, yeah. That have been the last time that I saw you in Philly, right? Yep. Okay. So you're playing, you were playing bass in Jim James for my morning jackets band. Um, what, what else? What are your name dropping shit? You, uh, produce Angel Olsen, right? Have you ever played in her band? Uh, I just played on one of her records, my woman. Okay. You, you just played on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you play with Dylan LeBlanc, right? Yeah. You've, you've played with him. And I, I jumped on an Instagram live with him not too long ago. And because uh, I got into his record, uh, Renegade. And I was yeah. like, that is a hilarious name of a record. He named his record Renegade. And then I was telling <laughs> him that on Instagram live. He's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, my producer was like, don't name your record Renegade. Oh, really? Yeah. But <laughs> I'm like, no, fuck that. It's awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, He's but that. Uh, that dude's so good. 
semi bald brother. Yes, he is. There. Yeah. I don't know if he's ready to talk about it yet. Though. You can hear in his music. I know. Yeah, he's not quite ready to talk about it. Right, but I mean, like he's he's a rated rookie. You know what yeah. I mean? Let's see if we could do this, Seth. Um, and everybody, please, uh, you know. <laughs> I think I know what you're about to say. What's that? A bald super group? Yes. The bald bears. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's see. I'll, I'll, we're taking this whole episode into, into bald talk. Um, I'll take the top down for it, too. Do you want to take the top down while we do bald, bald talk? Sure. All right. Here we go. Everybody just turns off. No way, man. <laughs> Ball's the new ball. Um, okay. What about the move if, if you tilt? <laughs> yeah, like, <right? laughs> you, you even found a way. <laughs> okay, here we go. Couple of ball guys. Let's let's talk about the bald berries. And now we can only pick ball guys, and they have to be people that we like, right? Who's going to make the 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 traveling ball berries? Um, now that I think about it, there's not really that many. No. I mean, we're we're getting a Corgan quicker than I think we got three and that's it. Right. So like if we think about it, we got to try to figure out nobody was bald in the in the 60s. So it's like we don't have we don't have an Orbison. I mean, they're really nobody was bald in the 60s. Like I think the drummer from the Hollies was one of the early hat prisoners. Really? Yeah. And then Mike Love, of course. But he had hair. So like this is who we got. You know what I mean? And Um, I wasn't. Um. Phil Collins, sort of like he might be in my mind. He's like the only guy. Well, we have we have Gabriel too, but Gabriel's like late onset bald. I mean, both yeah. Collins and I mean Collins had like the peninsula going down. He was like he had you know that really thin yeah like uh, Florida hanging, and then he just kind of got rid of that in the nineties. Um, but like, who would our Dylan be? And that's the other thing is everybody was already very established before it happened. Right. Cause I like Pete Townsend, maybe in the eighties. Yeah. Think. Pete went down. 90s. Yeah. What about the new radicals guy? Isn't he a baldy? Yeah. Well, listen, you're a hair guy. So you're out of this conversation. Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hair allowed, man. This is, this, this is the ball boys club. So we have, we have, can we count the guys? Cause I see a, like Pete Townsend, he's bald as shit now, but I see him as a hair guy because he 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 made yeah. his he made his mark with hair. So that's a hair guy. Like Paul Simon, I don't know what's going on with that. He's hey. I think he's had some like work done or something like that because he was going down in the early seventies, and now he's just kind of had that little like short bangs. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Stipe is in there. Oh uh, yeah. I, Paul I Schaefer, mean, of course. Listen, hair. It, it, we we got it from here. We got it. <laughs> just go ahead and just keep keep your hat off. Um, beautiful hair on producer Adam. Uh, let's. I guess the young guy, the petty, would be Stipe. I guess, right? Yeah, for sure. But so, do we know if Stipe really is? Oh yeah, Stipe, Stipe went down. I mean, okay. he never even when he had hair in the first couple of records, it wasn't like you know. But like, this is who we got. We got like Ed Kowalczyk from Live. You know, we got the guy from the New Radicals. We got Moby. You know. Yeah. Um, Eno, Eno's bald. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Stipe is our Stipe has to be our petty. 
Um, I'm I'm gonna say, I don't know how we, you know, if, if we're keeping faithful to like Roy Orbison, who our who our bald crooner would be. You know, I don't think that there's ever been. I mean, Tony Bennett, we, I mean, he's had a hairpiece for, he had a hairpiece for seventy years. So maybe we could just have, if we allow hair pieces. I say maybe, we do. Okay, so then Tony Bennett's in. Um, <laughs> it might just be a duo. Yeah. <laughs> Stipe, Stipe and Bennett. You know, Mike and Tony. Um, but that's, 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 we're up against, that's what we're up against in the biz. You know what I mean? Not yep. to say that it can't be pulled off. Not to say that it can't be. You know what I mean? But, but it can't be. <laughs> but there's no bald strokes. There's no oh, bald. Yeah. There's no bald beetles. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, can you imagine Bruce? You know, <laughs> right? You know, bald Bruce. I mean, Johnny. I mean, Mellencamp. I'm reading his book right now. The reason why he got his deal was because the 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 woman at the he was just walking into record labels in the seventies like just walking into the studio or into these studios in the front desk, the girl at the front desk, like, you know, wanted a hit and was just like, I will send your demo. I'll get your demo up there just because she was digging, you know, Coog's long locks. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's real, but it doesn't stop the fact that, uh, you know, and I'll transition this back to your, back to your shit here, Seth, that uh, floating action rules. And I want to know, are you working on a new record? Because you usually are. Yeah, that's funny too. Because uh, I've noticed in the last couple of years, like the question in every interview, they're always like, "Are you working on anything new?" Mm -hmm. And there was like a period where I wasn't working on anything new, and someone asked me that, and and their face just sinks when <laughs> you're like, "No," and they're just like, "Oh." Then there can be you, no story now. <laughs> then be like, you know, well, then where'd you get your band name? Yeah. But you I know. am working on, I'm finishing up a new floating action record. Awesome. Right now I'm going next week and recording this uh, lady in Winston-Salem who's sang on a couple of the past, the earlier records. It's gospel singer. Awesome. To sing on a couple songs. And then also, you ever heard of Dream Sitch? Dream Sitch, yeah, that's you and Michael now, right? Yeah, we yeah. just made another Dream Sitch album. Oh man, that's great! Like, right before Christmas, he just texted me and he's like, "Man, I'm getting those winter blues. I yeah. feel like making some new songs would take me out of it." And we were just like, "Bam, 48 hours, new album." But everybody, check out Michael now too. Uh, he's the voice on that guy is oh, man. fucking ridiculous. I mean, I kind of feel like he's our van morrison in a way like just yeah. what, he, what he can do with his voice is just you know it's amazing um and uh and i can't wait to hear that um also i wanted to ask you we're gonna wrap up pretty soon seth but i wanted to ask you um and i'm not putting you on the spot here or anything like that you could totally say no because i know uh that it's not worth it for you to do this but if i was to book a show in philly like my own shit or whatever you know, would you come up to play a show in Philadelphia or is that just feasibly not worth it at all? Well, it's just like touring doesn't work. No, you know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't work. I mean, I feel like, and, and let me just say this too, floating action. For those of you who don't know, there's so many people in bands. It's like the bands, dude, like you're really good at like every guy in bands, 
loves like is like oh yeah 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 floating action like you know <laughs> dr dog and you know um like jim james like you know we got some heavyweights here that know about you but like you know i always feel like i'm that's why i'm always trying to tell people to check you out um because you used to tour a lot you used to go around i mean it's just like you can't really it's sustain it unless you're at a certain level if only people would talk about the uh the problems with touring on the internet but you know i feel like um <laughs> i would love to uh i just want to see your band again without yeah. having to drive down to Asheville. but i do miss you i miss josh and i feel like you know uh i should just take a trip down to Asheville. but yeah I'm, I'm selfishly just trying to get you to play a gig in philadelphia we can't even play here that much really yeah but I'm still paying off. Yeah, when I toured most of my 30s. Yeah. Like the it was just all credit card debt and never made any money back. Right. So we're still paying back. I feel like we're never even going to get to zero. But uh I mean mu- yeah, I mean music is really easy. Uh everybody <laughs> everybody's every it's a real good idea. Yeah. But like you know i mean it's just it's amazing what we deal with as far as like just because we like music and like yeah. just because we want to play it it's logistical nightmare it's terrible i, I mean can't it's just stop. can't you know what i mean it's just like but what else are you gonna do you know yeah so um all right let's wrap it up let's listen to Tal a little bit more he'll play us out Is it the worst song? It's not the worst song. No. It's it's kind of like you know that he likes the birds, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe. Nineties birds. He's the nineties birds. All right, you heard it here. <laughs> you know. I mean, the worst part. Would you agree? Is that Aphrodite or the Aphrodite? Yes. Cleopatra Arca. Yes. I mean, the chorus is the reason why I don't like this song. I hate that high. Because, like, all right, stop it there. You're not really going to be able to hear this, but, like, if you do that move, this is an unplugged strat, right? But, like, if you just pick a chord progression, I went with C, F, G, and A minor, right? And, like, you could work on a chorus and it could be something like, um, uh one bald uncle I got one bald uncle then Which you go like it's it'd be like that'd be uh I, I would be all right with that or whatever but like if you do the move where it's like I got one bald uncle I got one <laughs> It's just like it's it's a cheap move, man. And I just don't I don't like that chorus, man. I don't like it. And the Aphrodite and the but the verse, verse is all right. You know, I got nothing to, I got nothing too bad to say about tall. Like I said, I would I would take it over matchbox twenty. Seth, thanks for picking it. Appreciate it. I was glad to hang out with you for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was I was trying to hate on it and ended up learning about him and the key lime pie, and now I love him. 
That's what happens. And a little bit of inside information, every single video that I've ever done on songs that I'm doing about stinking, right? They, they're all in my head for like months. I can't get them out. And it's mm -hmm. just like, and then I have an appreciation. And I think that's another reason why I'm like, you know, I don't want to talk about shitty songs every week on the podcast. I would rather just save it and do videos about them because like there is a part of me and it's not that I'm getting soft, but it's just kind of like <laughs> it's 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 almost like, you know, there are elements to every one of these songs that make it like at least a hit song. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, can, you can kind of understand it in a way of like what makes what makes a hit song happen when you're listening to these like, you know, generic right down the middle kind of kind of tunes. So it's just like, you know, is I I probably like this song more than I did before going into it, even though I never want to hear it again. And once you get into that, why do you, why do we like that? Like what makes the hit song? Like all the songs that I write, I try to make something that's not the hit song on purpose. Yeah. And but, why, like, why even is that, that I hear what's the hit song and you're like, I don't think that's should be, that's no good. Well, there's good catchy and there's bad catchy, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of like in there and it's really hard to explain it. And that's like, it's, it's, it's really, really tough. It's like, I don't, I can't tell you why a song is bad catchy or why a song is good catchy. Like, Hey Mickey, you're so fine. I like Hey Mickey. You know what I mean? Love Mickey. Right. Yeah. Why, why I like Mickey, but I don't like she's so high, uh, you know? It's, it's, I, I'll never really be able to figure it out, you know? Mickey is believable. I guess so, you She's know? so high. I mean, but also the production and stuff like that. I've been on a big uh, Born in the USA kick, hmm. like the song, not the album. Like, I've, I never really liked the song that much growing up hearing it. I thought it was just, you know, redundant, that gated snare kind of, mm -hmm. you know, like, never really paid that much attention to it but um i've been listening to it a lot lately and it's and i watched this whole zach from uh dr dog you know him he he <clears throat> was telling me that he saw this thing where they were breaking down you know with bob clear mountain and they were breaking down all the tracks kind of doing like a you know how they do those things at the board like ultimate records and it's just it's awesome like it's i mean it's the lyrics are amazing i mean it's like a protest song about vietnam veterans and all that stuff like that how they were treated like shit but what's amazing about it is that the bob clear mountain told told or bruce told bob who's mixing it when he heard the first mix he's like no man that sounds too good man you got to make it sound shittier than that like even bruce like bruce like what you were just saying about like you know you don't want it to sound like it can't sound too polished or too good or too whatever. There has to be a little bit. And like Bruce in 1984 or three or whatever, even though that does sound polished or whatever, but he wanted like a more fucked up mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wanted a little dirt. He wanted a little dirtier. You know what I mean? And I don't know where, what your take is on Bruce right now, but every like two years or so I, I get, I get into a bit of a Bruce, a Bruce kick. I mean, you don't have to. I'm not okay. saying, yeah, no, I'm not like, we're petty guys. I know that you're a petty guy and I'm a petty guy and you're a Stones guy. Yeah. Um, 
and I know where you're coming from, but like, I, I'm never like a Bruce. I'm not like a Bruce guy. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I have moment. I respect Bruce. I think that Bruce is, I think that Bruce is great, but I don't listen to a ton of Bruce every two years or so. I'll listen to some Bruce. And for some reason, born in the USA is rocking to me right now. It makes me want to check it out. It's just, it's two chords. I mean, it's just, you got to get past some production, but it just, it kind of fucking rocks. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at right now, but who knows in six months, I might be like, no, nah, I can't, can't do it. But right now I'm, I'm way into it. So do you love streets of Philadelphia. I do. That might be my favorite. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. The bridge in that song is incredible. Ain't no of a, angel going to greet me. <laughs> it's just kind of a you Dawson's now. Creek theme song vibe to that. Is there? <laughs> a little bit speaking of dawson's creek i mean this song we listened to could have been the dawson's creek theme song um yeah i wanted to ask you too it came out in 99 yeah what what was your world what were you doing in 99 uh well to tie the episode all together as we as we wrap (laughs) it up um you know uh those i was a lot of hair was the hair was starting to go down the drain um 99 your soul was being crushed 99 was a little tough um i was i was uh one once too many and a hundred ain't enough as far as the coors lights go um you know i was i was mike and i were you know we had okay patty going and uh a lot of drinking and a lot of echo by patty Um, oh yeah and i was that was the time where i was kind of saying goodbye to uh like uh, power pop like as like the 90s stuff and i was mm-hmm. really starting to get into like listening to you know mostly just all 60s and and 70s kind of shit yeah. and that's but still with a lot of 90s shit too but what's your was favorite my... track off echo oh, that's a tough one quick. um okay quick yeah it's quick Fuck. say something say one okay uh, echo the song oh I mean, but room at the top. Mm, yeah. But Lonesome Sundown. Mm. <laughs> but Free Girl Now. You know? <laughs> Touching you had, her butt. Yeah. If you had to say one, what is it? Uh, probably Billy the Kid. Man. I offered, you offered no assistance. Uh, yeah. Did you smile when you pulled the trigger? That that's left the right key too. In the dust. Yeah, I went down hard. I mean, if anybody doesn't know that record, um, it's it's my favorite. It's Seth, I think it's your favorite too. Uh Tom Petty record. It's just it's 15 for 15. I mean, you don't hear them talk about it. You don't hear, you know, it was, it was Petty's real dark time. Um, there's and then they, you know, Howie, the the bass player had died and around that time and it was just a dark time but man that album is is just incredible it's 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 still i I still listen to it all the time snare drum's a little tough but other than that i mean i i that record's incredible yeah it was rick rubin too i believe i wish he could like get the tracks and remix them a little bit i know it was half dirt on it, it it was half a rubin he left okay so here's what we'll do seth at some point before we drop dead 
we have to do an echo tribute night be me you carpenter i'll come down i'll come down to Asheville, and 13 people will be there we'll play echo in its entirety or we can meet halfway in like rural virginia yeah yeah we'll 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 meet somewhere in virginia and we'll do echo for the people that live in the shenandoah valley or wherever yeah (laughs) um all right well let's get out of here seth thanks for uh coming on what makes the song stink podcast oh my pleasure uh, you know we'd like to thank uh adam producer uh executive producer extraordinaire for for doing this and i would like to thank everybody for listening and go to patfinity.net for all my bullshit seth what's the best way just google floating action you'll find it yeah and that's it stay bald seth and i'll talk to you next time we'll do all right see ya well you could write a country tune set your mind on daddy's phone and keep it simple and true to form by the way it's done you could write a rap track that the alphabet and chewing on the phrasing once you get to the end of the line, it's amazing. Dropping like bombs. Yoko Ryo Meadow Rap. The devil is dead and strong. Screaming all night. You can write a pop banger. Seven figures for some running numbers. Like the old ones better than the new ones. Coming on too strong. You could write a folk ditty. Tell the tale of a god of a neighbor. Same old story and it's always changing. Going on and on and on and on. Well, you could write a jazz number. Hot coals and my soul is blazing. The right notes are never wrong. Off the top of my head. Ah, you could write a poem, song. Network.